Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Hey, Rod, we're up a little quickly today. And the reason is, is because it is Christmas Eve and people got stuff to do tonight. They're not, they don't want to sit here for hours and hours waiting for us to get a, a podcast going. But happy holidays to you. How's everything going tonight? Excellent. Uh, I'm in Vegas. So, yeah, there you go. it's, um, <laughs> it's going to be a great night. <laughs> <laughs> you're, in, you're in Vegas a week early because that's where the Niners will be next weekend. Yeah, I, I'm going to be here then, too. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be. There we go. Yeah. What I'm talking about. Hey, so uh, so we have a game today, which is, uh, and Shelvin has popped in already. Thanks for popping in, Shelvin. Eight in a row. We had a game that was, like, at the end of the first half, I was like, it's pretty boring game. Washington is kind of. They're not winning the game, but the fact that they're playing the 49ers even kind of makes it seem like they're winning the game. And they they they're sim- they play similarly, right? Like they are the 49ers without the same weapons. And actually like their running back, Brian Robinson. I thought he he did a pretty good job, even though the Niners were just all over him. But in the second half, holy cow, they just let it go. They open it up. Uh, we'll talk about some of the adjustments here. Uh, because we're going to do this show a little bit more quickly than than we used to, we're going to hit the points a little bit quicker. Like I said, we want to get everybody back out with their families and, you know, after this game. So this will be a quicker show. But I had uh, I had point number one here for us to talk about. Uh, this This is, I think it looks a little negative. It's not meant to be negative. But if there's one thing that you want to call out, uh, secondary didn't have their best game of the season. There was a, uh, in the first half, especially some third and long plays that Washington was able to connect with. There was a deep shot late when they did score, uh, their, uh, the, the, the touchdown there. And, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can even really learn anything from that or if teams will, 
look at that, but the Niners were very aggressive. And when the Washington quarterbacks had time, uh, it looked like they were able to find some spots. So I don't know. Did you make anything of that, of, of the big plays that they were giving up in the air? Well, you know, with Mooney being out, that was, I think that was big because they like went immediately at Womack um, as soon as that change was made. And then there were a couple of um, blown coverages where they just didn't match up right. Um, so yeah, that, that is a bit, con- that was a bit concerning. Um, but yeah, they, like you say, the second half was at that, you know, we, George and, um, it, it, everything got clicking and it was, yeah. it was a sight to behold. 30, 30 to 13 <clears throat> in the second half there, they outscored, uh, the Redskins. So, um, the rest of the defense though, like, Great job. The, the the run game, like I said, I really liked Robinson. I thought he was pretty shifty. I, I liked the way he moved. At 22 carries for 58 yards, 2.6 yards per carry along of 10. And uh, collectively, they ran the ball 33 times, the Redskins did, for 79 yards, so 2.4 yards per carry. The 49ers are already the best in the league at yards per carry, so they improved on that. And and yet, uh, you know, w- when you look at it, I guess the reason to not continue throwing is become is because you become a little predictable, and the Forty ers pass rush starts to pick up, and they, uh, you know, Bosa is hitting you when you don't see it coming and causing fumbles. So you still have to kind of play that 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 style, uh, and probably not just open it up down the field. I know they had Wentz late in the game, and for whatever <clears throat> reason. Carson Wentz plays well against us. I don't know what it is, but I saw this dude come in and I was like, no, put Heineke back in for whatever reason. But he um, a talented, he's a talented dude. But yeah, um, how can, how can, wow. can't, I know he got hurt, but he just looks like a way better player than Heineke. I mean, that, that, that last touchdown pass, that was, that was a strike. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, um, yes, I don't know why he just, I can totally see why teams, you know, trade three Give draft a chance. for yeah. him because I mean he's got all the tools, but I don't understand why he just can't seem to put it together. Yeah, yeah. What for whatever reason? Like you feel, like you said, teams I'm sure are like, okay, we can do something with him, and then you bring him over, and it's you know maybe maybe they don't have the quite quite the the thing. But I look at it the same way. I'm like. Man, Wentz would be really good behind this 49 I know, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, okay. All right. So I wanted to – I just wanted to shout out the defense. Bosa, again, two sacks. They had the interception, the Jimmy Ward interception. Uh, th- there was a little bit of a bend-don't break there with the secondary, but uh, by that – you know, by that by the second half, they, they were well ahead. Uh, and uh, so let's get to the second point here. Our guy Purdy, rough first half, and I kind of was, I didn't want to see it, obviously, but I was happy to see that they sort of learned what they were doing incorrectly in the first half. And that'll be our third point is is mostly the, the, the second half adjustments. But, you know, like we said, the more tape that is out there on Purdy, the more film that these coaches, you know, because... I can imagine every defensive coordinator, the Niners play from here on out. 
the message to the team is like, we got to get this little shit like, and, and, you know, he, he can't, we can't let, we got to show that he's not as good as, as, as he's been so far. Like that's kind of the mentality, but three games in a row, Purdy starting uh, three wins, no quarterback in 49ers history has ever started his first three games and got three W's. And, and you know, the, you know, the history with our quarterbacks. So great second half by Purdy little bit of a sidearm getting balls batted down early kind of uh, reminded you a little bit of, you know, maybe Jeff Garcia, a uh, little bit of Tim Rattay, uh, even for being such a tall guy, for whatever reason, Alex Smith got <clears throat> balls batted down a lot. Uh, a lot, a lot, but, but then they, they strike in the second half. And, you know, we talked about this uh, when Debo got hurt, like who's going to step up. And it's really been George, right? George has been yeah. the guy to oh step goodness. up. That's two weeks in a row. So the offense clicked. They ran the ball 153 yards, though a little bit less than half of that. Actually, no, half of that was Ray, was Ray. Uh, big play Ray McLeod's uh, run there that kind of was really the only offense for the 49ers there in the first half. But, um, yeah, the Washington is a formidable football team, and Absolutely. they put it on them in that second half. Yeah, that defense is legit. You know, that defensive line is really good and it showed in the first half. I mean, they were they were a formidable opponent and like you say in the second half though, you know, we made the adjustments and our, you know, the offensive line played I'll, I'll played better. Um I still had, you know, that um shovel pass to George Kittle if if Banks just does anything with the block george yeah. just walks in and then we had the the two penalties on him and and mac so it is still they're still kind of up and down i i believe though offensively they are just our litmus test if they play well you know we're hard you know if we can just you know protect brock and we we've done a, a pretty good job of that and then if we're able to you know move people off the, you know, and, and get some stuff going in the run game. We're hard to stop when they're both going. So. Yeah, absolutely. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. 
specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Uh, and so I wanted to bring this up because our guy Mike Gilbert says he doesn't care if Jimmy comes back. It's pretty all the way. And I had a similar question for you. And this isn't about whether or not Jimmy comes back. If Jimmy comes back and he's 100% healthy, Kyle definitely has a decision to make. But my question to you is if Jimmy was 100% healthy today and we get the Brock that we've seen for these uh, several games, who do you think is the better fit for the 49ers offense? I'll say this. I would feel much better about having Jimmy as quarterback two than Josh Johnson. <laughs> so I, I, but I think Jimmy, it would definitely be the backup. And I just think you just gotta, we gotta continue to rock and roll, man. He is, um, I really, you know, I, when I talk about the offensive line and pass protection, it just is it to me, I don't know if it's just me, but it just seems like his mobility yes. takes a whole lot of pressure off of them to be perfect all the time. Cause you can just kind of move him out and he's really, he's really slick in the pocket. Um, I mean, he's, you know, there, you know, he, he's able to kind of, he's kind of shifty and can, you know, can kind of slide up and he can slide out. And, you know, I, all of that helps the the offensive line, which a lot of people say sacks are a quarterback stat anyway. Um, so if your quarterback is able to move and, you know, give himself a little more time to make plays. It just, it, you know, the offensive line loves that. So I would definitely stay with Brock if it were me. I think if it was, if we're talking about the playoffs and both guys are a hundred percent, I would probably lean Garoppolo slightly, but the worry is, is that if he does come back, he just doesn't have the reps, and then he's you don't want an ice-cold quarterback coming in. He's probably not that guy to be able to just walk in without having played and you know throw dimes. He needs time to get warmed up. He needs time to adjust. And so I would, you know, you probably do lean Brock in, in into the playoffs like that. Uh, my worry with Brock, and I think everybody's worry with Brock, is just, you know, the playoffs is just a, d- a little bit different. And Jimmy has not, uh, he, he has not uh, been the king of the mountain, but he has the experience of getting to an NFC title game. He has the experience of winning an NFC title game. Uh, and so that's the thing that Brock hasn't had. So that's sort of the unknown. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing everything that you could have possibly wanted and more in, in in these games so far and kudos to him man well i i agree in that i if if you're gonna go jimmy it would be preferable if he's able to get a start or two heading into the playoffs yes. i just don't think i don't think it's fair to him or any quarterback for them to be out for four weeks and then their first game back be a playoff game. I, yeah. I I just don't think that's I don't and not and that has nothing to do with just Jimmy. I mean, obviously, if you know, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes was out, 
he starts. But just your just your average quarterback, I think it's a it's a lot to ask to um come off the bench after a month and slide right into playoff football. I, I think that's a that's a you know a single elimination situation. And we even saw, you know, when Jimmy came in for Trey, you know, he played good in that in the relief role, but he struggled those yeah. first two, the next two games after that, which is fair because he, yeah. he didn't have a training camp. And, and he was know, hurt. So, he was hurt yeah, all offseason. Yeah. So, you know, I while I give him a hard time sometimes, it was not, it shouldn't have been unexpected that he would have you know t- it would take him a little bit of time to get it and then plus back I, I guess the the main difference though is that you know i was talking to somebody about trey and even jimmy then what you have to you have to also remember is that the offensive line and the, the offense just simply had not um found a rhythm yet in those first three or four weeks so that is something that Brock had an advantage over those two early in the season is that, you know, he kind of came into a situation where we were just starting to get rolling. We were integrating CMC and, you know, the offensive line was, was playing a lot more consistent, way more consistent than they were early in the season. Yeah. So it was just kind of a different situation. Um, and maybe that would be, you know, different for Jimmy as well that we're if we're rolling and it's just about plugging him in maybe it's a little you know maybe that it's a little easier on him but I I still kind of believe in the hot hand so just you know if it's not broke you know why fix it now again but if Brock is hurt if, if 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 you feel that he is you know compromised in any way and you feel that jimmy is completely healthy then i mean that that's a conversation to have but i mean you know for him to be banged up brock has played pretty well all things considered um with crack ribs and the oblique and all of that i mean he's done a good job he's done a good job and i and i think he has he's kind of earned the right to continue to play like I think today was big that it wasn't you know he didn't he didn't start off great yeah um but he he fought through it and and had a really good second half that's a that's a good um all of this I it, it's frustrating to me to hear people talk about him like he's like this finished product and <laughs> like he's not gonna I mean he's gonna he's a young player so at some point he's gonna struggle um, and I, today was he struggled in the first bit, yeah. half, yeah. And it, it was it was good to see him bounce back. So that, that's a that's a learning experience for him. That's that's growth. And that you know he's gonna he is a work in progress. I that's what I I caution people to remember is that you know he's not gonna be one thirty four quarterback rating his whole career. And, you know, so he's he's on a heater and that's great, but we need to be cognizant that he's going to struggle sometimes and, and we need to be OK with that. We, that's why know, that's why I kind of said, like, I almost embraced it because I wanted to see how he would come out of that. And he exactly. came out of it fantastically really well. So, I mean, that 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 was a that was a win for us, I think, you know, uh, as we continue to move forward. 
he's got a little bit of baseball player in him too. Cause you see him, uh, you know, he, he gets out of stuff and if he's got to drop an arm angle, he can drop an arm angle. Uh, he's creative. And, and, you know, one of the things that Jimmy is not is if the play breaks down, it, it's got thrown away. Cause there's just no other thing that we can do. So Brock does give you that. Um, and, you know, I find it interesting that Shanahan trusts him with these plays, which leave him, if they bust, he's going to get crushed. They opened up the game with uh, a, a, a dart to, to Ayuk. And had that play not worked out correctly, he was getting drilled and sacked immediately because they they left that. Uh, I think it was what whoever whatever defensive end was. They just left him, you know, right there. So he had to account for him. He is trusting him with some of these plays where, if he's even a, a half of a second off of of the play, like he 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 could get drilled. And so Shanahan does trust him to make these decisions, really quick thinking stuff. Um, and like I said, just the ability to be able to adjust your arm angle, you know, not the stuff that Pat Mahomes can do at a super duper high level, just the ability to have that is just another thing for the offense. So I I thought that was good too. One of his best plays I thought was that throwaway that he had, Mm -hmm. um, in the second half where he, you know, he kind of pirouettes and, you know, gets himself in position to, um, you know, to be able to to get it out of, you know, to not only throw it away, but to keep from taking a shot. Um, that was, you know, he's just, you know, I think that is his greatest strength is that he has played a lot of football. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's just, he knows how to, you know, get in and out of situations, feels comfortable getting in and out of situations. And like you say, Kyle really seems to, to trust him. So I think that, that that's, you know, I I feel real comfortable with him. The the one that there was one moment and that that play, you know, tr- Trent Green for all the fumbling that he does with his his English language. <laughs> tr- Trent Green, you know, did mention that as good as that play was when you have the kind of injuries that he does, that is kind of hard on the body. Uh, there was another moment where he scrambled. And you know he he doesn't he he's, he doesn't seem to be the the the, the slider yet. He he looks mm-hmm. to to get that extra yard. Where I was like, oh, uh, you kind of dove head first there. I don't I don't imagine that that's great on uh, on those muscles there. So there is that thing too because he's so young and he's so eager uh, that that I just don't want him to get hurt because I want him to be able to play uh, at, at as high a level as possible without these these little injuries here. So all right. Third thing here, Shanahan and the coaches make big time second half adjustments. So I actually have some numbers here because I was kind of interested in the how the 49ers look at the first half versus second half. They are generally a first half team when it comes to scoring the football. They average 14 points in the first half and then they average 10 points in the second half. Some of this is that you're just kind of running the ball down the throat of the other team and you're sort of lengthening the game for you. Um, And then so uh, defensively, they give up seven points in the first half and then about eight points in the second half. Now, this is the sort of the whole season so far. Um, And so when when they were tied at 7-7, it wasn't an opportunity where 
they're up by 10 points and that they just kind of run the ball down the throat. They actually, they actually had to go out and win it. And the adjustments that they made that Kyle uh, decided like, okay, here's what we see. The middle of the field is kind of open here. We can take advantage of these shots. Kittle six catches, 120 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Ayuk made a, a really nice play uh, near the sideline. He's got five for 81. Uh, and so those are, I mean, those are really it. Even, even McCaffrey wasn't really involved that much in, in the game, but all of that stuff that opened up for them in the second half, you're just like, okay, like I, you know, m- maybe someone will ask him in the press conference, but like, what did you see that made you say, instead of you doing what we usually do, which is continue to stay run heavy, they just opened it up and they were just yeah. letting Purdy whip it, whip it. So um, I thought that was that was great. And obviously you trust your defense in this kind of game because Washington is necessary isn't necessarily good at doing that. It, they aren't good at if you can get a lead here, you could put points on the board. They ran 33 times today. And a lot of a lot of the running was, you know, when they were behind, that's still their mentality. They did not adjust the way that the 49ers adjusted. Kind of like you said, that is what they want to do. They want to lengthen the game. Like that one drive that they had that we ended up, you know, stopping them. Um, you know, it was like 17 plays in 10 yeah. minutes. I mean, yeah. they they that that is what Washington wanted to do. You know, obviously, there yeah, you got to come up with points. But um, yeah, I mean, that was you know, obviously there was a concerted effort there to, to just let Brock um, to open it up and let him let him cook. And, and it, it, you know, it worked. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was pretty awesome, actually. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, Shelvin has a good point here about coach of the year. Now, a lot of that stuff is, you know, it's sometimes it's about if you're not supposed to be good and then you're good. And then they give that, that guy, the coach of the year. It's so I do. Driven. Yeah. But I do think that this is Kyle's best year. And why shouldn't it be? He was a young, he was a first time head coach, though he's had, you know, maybe the 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 best mentor <laughs> that you could possibly have when your dad is a is such a fantastic offensive mind like his dad is. But you know, when they when they bring him in post Harbaugh, um, post Chip Kelly, post Tom Sula. It's it's really like okay we've done about the poorest job we can possibly do and now we need you and and John Lynch to kind of get us back to where we we need and he's had a few a little bit of an up and down trajectory 2019 was fantastic obviously but then the injuries in 2020 is bad um, last year they 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 kind of start off the same way as this year it's really slow and then they pick it up same thing this year I think this is his best job now some of it being his best job is that you trade for Christian McCaffrey uh, in the middle of the season. Um, and, you know, you, you, you bring back Debo and you put all these pieces together. But Kyle is the biggest piece of that, too. Like, it's Kyle's team. John Lynch helps him do the things that he wants to do. So it's like this kind of hybrid thing for Kyle. It's like, yeah, he's doing a great job coaching. But they've also been able to do some great things while losing uh, two quarterbacks at the same time. Like, it's just been tremendous. All those pieces that they've sort of put together have actually 
just really blossomed uh, at, at the right time. Yeah, three quarterbacks in. Um, I, I, the thing that I don't think Kyle gets enough credit for is, you know, it's been stated since the beginning, and I don't, I don't know if people just don't remember or don't think about it, is that our defensive philosophy is basically Kyle devising a, a scheme that he wouldn't want to coach against. And then Sala and now Ryan's being put in charge of implementing that system. So not only is he responsible for this in this offense that I just I love the um you know the physical nature of our offense. And you know, you know, people are talking about that that the record of teams the week after they play us. I think that you know, the physicality of our both offensive and defensive teams um, have a lot to do with that. You know, we just, we beat you up. And um, I I love that. For somebody who grew up watching a West Coast offense, yeah. I Harbaugh really changed my mind on, <laughs> you know, being a very physical offense. And that's something that I really love. And I'm, I'm, I think it's great that Kyle has kind of continued that tradition and really has kind of, you know, like I say, when I grew up watching, grew up watching this game, you know, we were real West coast, you know, the short passing game was the extension of the run game. You know, we had smaller linemen cause, cause Bill wanted to get them out and run them and um, pull and trap and do all those type of things where, you know, we got a bunch of, hogs out there um and we want to just lean on you and i i i just i love that and um i would love to see i don't know i I really honestly i haven't really looked around the league i i would guess nick sirianni is probably um would be a candidate um i don't know who in the the the, well i guess andy reed i guess um but yeah i would think that Kyle should be definitely be considered if not, um, you know, I'd love to see him win it, but I, I would just love to see him, you know, be considered at this point. Cause he, we give him so much shit as a fan base, excuse mm-hmm. my language, but we, we, we really, the it seems like to me, the only people who don't appreciate <laughs> how good a coach he is, is our fan base. Um, it's, you know, he's a really good coach and yep. it, um, you know, it that was the thing that I don't think we you could you never know about a head coach is how he's gonna be as a head coach. I figured he you know, he's a good offensive coordinator, so we knew that, but what how he was gonna be, you know, as the figurehead and yep. managing the team is something, you know, and it, it was kind of up and down. He, he has had problems as a game manager, I think, at times early on. And um which is to me is understandable because I believe that the offensive coordinator and the head coach, those are two separate jobs. It's hard for you to be the play caller and be in charge of making sure that all these other things are happening. So I don't know how the division of labor works for the 49ers. If, you know, somebody like Anthony Lynn is helping him manage the game or whatnot, but, um, Whatever they've got going right now is working. Year six. This is uh, year six for him. So 
it's 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 I, yeah I, I do think it has been his best year f- for yeah. sure okay so like i said we're we're gonna try and get through uh this a little bit more quickly than usual uh kyle said in the post press conference uh no injuries <laughs> so that's that's a great thing uh no post game injuries both jordan mason and mooney ward left the game but returned to action uh and then i guess uh i guess let's do let's do our player of the game uh i have three but i but i have a clear number one again and uh, I'll just go from three to to one. So my number three is, is Brock. Uh, I thought he really made some big throws in the second half to uh, really put this game out of uh, out of reach. Now, the three field goals late would have been nice to turn one of those into touchdowns. Then they did get the the touchdown after that uh, to, to kind of uh, to to end the game. But uh, what you know. He, there's there's things that he can build on obviously and i'm sure that you know shanahan's going to focus on some of these things and some of the mistakes that they made jennings did bobble his his uh, throw to cause a pick so those things were uh you know i think those are coachable moments for him uh so number two is bosa i mean we can make bosa one or two every week he had another two sacks he got the sack on the two-point conversion which doesn't count for his overall number but uh yeah just uh pops the ball out and just a, what a tremendous presence he is. And I don't know how uh, Heineke isn't does like if I was a quarterback and I knew both, you know, you obviously know where he, he is on, on every play. I'm just, I, I guess you can't be watching for him. You have to trust your protection, but man, the, when Bosa gets a, a shot at a quarterback and they don't see it coming, I'm just, I'm just like, how do you allow that to happen? He's the guy that, you know, he should have two guys on him at every time. And then yeah. for me, again, two weeks in a row for in me. Row. Two weeks in a row. We got George. And uh I thought I thought George was tremendous. George was George was the George of a couple years ago. Um, he was catching and he was hunting guys to run over, but he was also being able to run away from guys which is tremendous. And so he's playing the best ball of his year right now. And and so they are peaking at the right time. What about you? Same thing. I, um, I only had two, but I Brock Brock is a good call. Um, you know, it was Nick and Nick and George. Um, yep. and I, I had it just the way you had it. Um, Nick, he is such a game wrecker. So he had like two tackles for losses and then a couple of quarterback hits in addition to the sacks. And I mean, he is just, he's something else. I mean, and I see Shelvin says Bosa Kittle. I mean, I I said at the beginning of the year, you can make Nick player of the game every Mm -hmm. week, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Um, So I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't get much pushback from me if you wanted to flip him. But um, Kittle was really, I mean, he made he was the engine that made the offense go today um and it's it's beautiful to see man when you the thought of you know you got <clears throat> christian is what he is and what he brings to the offense and now you got george going and the thought of at some point we're going to get debo back i mean if we can you know 
I, it, it's been frustrating for me, like earlier in the season that, you know, it just didn't seem like we were getting Kittle, you know, involved in the pass offense as much as we had in the past, you know, and I understood that he was doing other things, blocking and whatnot, but um, it's, and I understand that is an important role, but I mean, he is such a dynamic playmaker and you, you got to figure out a way to get him some targets because you, we've seen the last two weeks when you do it. I mean, he, he is, he's a monster. I mean, he's, he's a coverage nightmare. And once he gets it in his hands, I think some of us forgot that. I mean, you know, Debo is what he is as a yak monster, but Kittle, I mean, he is equally um, as effective, you know, with the matchups that he gets, you know, he's on, linebackers and safeties and they they just can't he can big boy him and he can run away from him i mean yeah. he's he'll drag him he's a joy to watch man so yeah i have no problem with him being the player of the game and uh not to go unnoticed fred warner 13 tackles oh, eight yeah. solo today uh okay so they uh come back next week on new year's day in Las Vegas against the Raiders. Raiders. Uh, who do the Raiders play tomorrow? Um, the Raiders play the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Oh, tonight. Uh, oh, yeah, that's tonight. You're right. That's mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, and so they'll, they'll, they'll both have the same amount of, uh, of days off. And uh, 49ers are going to go into, uh, into Vegas. Now, they were trying to make it sound like Debo has a shot to play next week, which surprised me. Uh, great news uh, that if he's feeling that well, uh, but that would be a nice little shot in the arm for that offense if he is ready. Two games left against Raiders and against Cardinals before the playoffs start. Uh, did, the, did the Eagles actually lose? Last night, before we came on, they were behind. I don't know if they actually – I didn't see whether or not they actually They did. Lost. They lost to the Cowboys. So the Cowboys and, and us ha- have the same record though because we won our division we are ahead of them still three Mm -hmm. though because minnesota keeps winning these games by the skin of their teeth here and then now eagles are now 13 and two uh they need uh they they're off they'd have to to lose out yeah they'd have to lose out for us to even get to number one so let's get to number two i'm fine with getting to number two absolutely absolutely um all right so you're gonna be in vegas so we may have to do this show a little later next week because I have a family party to go to. So I'll be watching the game at the family party, but I probably won't be able to get back to my setup uh, until the evening. So we'll figure it out if, if you can, what, what works best for you that night as well. And we can, I uh, am as always, I am completely available. Whatever, wherever you want me to be, I'll be there. Just, all right. Just tell me I'll be there. All right, sweet. And uh, Robert, uh, Robert Ramos, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for the shout out. I, I, I was told that um, I was told by someone at Facebook because they will not reply to any of my <laughs> any of my emails. They're just leaving me hanging. But my buddy who works there says he's getting conflicting information, and he thinks it could be like a marketplace thing. And then I was like, I've never used Facebook Marketplace in my life, so. Who knows? I, I just I can't fret because it's it'll, it'll be so frustrating if I was bothered or too bothered because it's kind of unfair and all that. But well, we'll ho- I'm just hoping that in the new year, someone's going to look at this thing and go, OK, we screwed up. 
we, <clears throat> I don't know why we 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 uh, took him off of Facebook. Considering I have so many groups on Facebook that creates engagement for Facebook, so uh, gives gives them so many so many ads to to show all of us. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, uh, Shelvin. Merry Christmas to you too, Rod. Thanks for doing this, uh, and thanks to the audience. I know we're doing this a little bit more quickly because I got to get out of here, and hopefully everyone's got stuff to do tonight. Uh, happy holidays. Happy Niners holidays. win. Yes. They uh they beat the Redskins 37 to 20, and uh we will be back next week on uh New Year's 2023, Rod and myself. So for Rod, I am double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. This is Kirk Henderson from Pod Maverick, a Dallas Mavericks podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.